it's Dr. Kieran here. Welcome to Bridging Medical Paradigms. In the vast and varied landscape of medicine, from the traditional to the modern, the complementary to the conventional, all paired with shifts in societal, technological and political trends, it is a tricky and tiring affair to keep on top of. My aim is to leave you feeling empowered in your engagement with healthcare, to mitigate unnecessary experiences and aim for more positive outcomes. Let's get started. Today, we're going to take a look at the basic paradigm or model of Chinese medicine. So if you ever want to, or if you're already engaging in some sort of Chinese medical treatment, you'll have that understanding of how your body is viewed, how illness or a condition comes about, and the treatment method, all from a Chinese medical perspective you'll see that it is different to the Western medical conceptions of the human body, illness and treatment. Chinese medicine is composed of a broad set of healing theories and practices, which include acupuncture, Chinese herbal medicine, tuina, so massage techniques, qigong, physical movement, dietary therapy, moxibustion, so the burning of Chinese herbs for therapeutic benefits, and lifestyle advice. Chinese medicine is based on the idea of holism. As individuals, we are both internally connected, mentally, emotionally and physically, as well as externally connected to our environment. I'm not going to go into the actual diagnostic and treatment methods today, but it's also important to note here that Chinese medicine rests on tailoring the treatment to the individual to treat the root cause of their concern, with an aim to prevent the concern occurring in the future. Also, as well as seeking to deal with the concern at hand, such as the flu, there is also a focus on preventative care. So, for example, boosting the individual where they are deficient. So it's much more than just symptomatic relief. And it's not generalised, like taking a paracetamol for a headache. Okay, so back to the idea of holism. There are basic organising principles which dictate the nature of our holistic relationship. And we are going to go through them now. First up is the yin-yang and five element theories, which originated from the observation and interpretation of nature's cycles and changes. The yin-yang theory. The yin-yang theory holds that there is a dialectical existence in the natural world, referred to as the yin and yang factors, such as day and night, life and death, movement and stillness. These factors were interpreted by the ancient philosophers as being in a constant state of flux, of dynamic movement and mutual antagonism. As day transforms into night, they form opposite entities and are interdependent, but neither can exist without the other. This is famously illustrated by the dynamic black and white symbol, where there is also a bit of yin and yang, and yang in yin, represented by the black and white dots. In its application within Chinese medicine, a person's health is determined by the dynamic equilibrium of the yin and yang factors, whereby all phenomena are classified as pertaining to either yin or yang. 
For example, regarding human activity, if a person works excessively, a yang factor, they will require a certain level of rest, a yin factor, to avoid burnout and if they want to achieve peak performance. Another example, since we've been talking a lot about exercise and the importance of variation in the earlier episodes, certain styles of exercise can be categorised as either yin or yang according to their inherent qualities and you need to have that balance of both. Yang style workouts like running, cycling or dynamic flowing yoga reflect the qualities of heat, movement and action. In contrast, yin style workouts reflect stillness and coolness such as stretching, tai chi, yin type yoga where there's more focus on holding poses and meditation. There's obviously also different degrees of yang and yin activities degrees of the hard and the soft. For example, with running, you have sprinting and going for a gentle jog. You can play with it and you will actually see that it's very intuitive and comes back to listening to your body. It's subjective to you. It's a great framework to translate your lifestyle habits into to avoid burnout, which can show up as fatigue, stress, illness and injury. Secondly, within the human body, there are two types of internal organs. Yin organs, which perform the function of storing, such as the liver stores blood, and yang organs, which are involved in transformation and excretion, such as the spleen, which is involved in transporting and transforming food. It's a different way of viewing the human body to Western medicine, so you really need to bear that in mind If you were to be in a consultation with a practitioner of Chinese medicine, it's a different language and terminology. For example, I've had people come to me concerned that they have a disease with this organ or that organ, but in fact it has been a consequence of a loss in translation from their acupuncturist, for example, who has said that they have liver heat or a problem with their liver chi, which is not the same thing as a disease but it can come across that way if you're used to a more common or Western medical terminology and or it hasn't been communicated to you properly by your practitioner. Okay, so back to yin and yang. The whole human body is divided into stratums of yin and yang, such as interior and exterior, upper and lower, and front and back. In terms of Chinese herbal medicine and dietary therapy, You also have herbs and foods, including drinks, that pertain to yin and yang, that are cooling or heating in nature, and they will be recommended and or administered according to your internal state to bring balance back. One that you may be familiar with is green tea. That's a good example. Now, green tea and black tea both come from the same plant, but it's the processing that makes the difference. The leaves of the green tea are heated to halt oxidisation and keep the leaves green. Black tea, on the other hand, is fully oxidised, allowing the leaves to turn brown or black. It is richer and stronger with a dark appearance. In terms of yin and yang, green tea is yin. It's cooling in nature, clearing internal heat. Yes, even if you drink it warm or hot, 
it's down to their inherent nature. It's more calming than black tea. And science indicates that it's lower in caffeine than black tea. So that's always an interesting crossroad where science meets ancient philosophy. Just like the dynamic flow of the black and white in the yin-yang symbol. Oh, and green tea is also, you probably know this, higher in antioxidants. Let's get on to the five element theory. The five element theory holds that wood, fire, earth, metal and water are the basic elements of the natural world. It is thought that these elements refer to the five kinds of raw materials that were vital to the ancient people for their daily living. Firstly, each of these elements are viewed as possessing different qualities, such as the association of water with cold and moisture, and secondly, as possessing interrelationships that bear several complex connections, such as that of wood generating fire, which in turn can also be controlled by water. Furthermore, the five elements theory assigns a series of abstract generalizations to each of the five elements and applies them to the categorization of all phenomena. In Chinese medicine, these phenomena include psychological states, internal organs and their associated functions and sense organs and tastes. For instance, the element wood is related to anger, the liver, the eyes and a bitter taste. In sum, the yin-yang and five element theories in Chinese medicine serve to form basic organising principles where the parts of the human body are internal organs, physiological and psychological processes and every sign and symptom can be categorised whilst providing an understanding of the relationship between each part in relation to the others within the whole. Are you still with me? Next up is the channel system. The channel system is an integrated network acting to unify and connect the internal organs to one another and the external environment, thereby also acting as a conveyor of information about the external environment to the internal organs. Essentially, there are 12 main channels, each of which corresponds to a particular internal organ of the body. The channel system forms part of the physiology in Chinese medicine, which views the channels as being alive, in the same way that the heart or lung might be considered to be alive from a Western medical perspective. Two substances circulate within this channel system, namely qi and blood. They are considered to be fundamental in sustaining the normal physiological functioning of the human body, the foundation of life. Qi is a concept that is unique to Chinese medicine. It can be simply defined as energy or emotive force. In Western medicine, the term blood is defined as a vital body fluid consisting of plasma, platelets and red and white blood cells which travel around in a system of tubes called blood vessels. From a Chinese medical perspective, blood has quite a different meaning than in Western medicine and is defined as a form of qi that is very dense and has form. It is qi materialised. 
Adhering to the concept of holism in Chinese medicine, qi and blood are also interdependent. Blood is inseparable from qi. Qi infuses life into blood. And without qi, blood would be an inert fluid. The overall health, including both the physical and emotional aspects of an individual, is dependent on the free flow of qi. Injuries, disease, emotions, stress, poor lifestyle choices, so any imbalance can disrupt the circulation of qi and in turn blood, causing you to feel uneasy and for medical symptoms to appear. Imagine the tube network. A train has been held up at Camden Town. Now this doesn't just affect this single station, it puts a strain on the whole northern line and possibly other routes. Passengers become stressed, trains become packed, cause and effect. One of the simplest ways to be aware of the channels for yourself is to experiment with pressing firmly and massaging different parts of your arms, legs, hands and feet. Often you'll feel sensations in other seemingly disconnected parts of the body because although, for instance, your head and sole of your foot are far apart, there is an energy line that connects them. It is along these channels that acupoints are present, acting as gates or doors into the internal system. Through carrying out an in-depth case history, taking into consideration the patient's lifestyle, physical and emotional environment and dietary habits, including a tongue and pulse diagnosis, the Chinese medical practitioner can use the basic organising principles of yin and yang and the five elements to identify where the hold-up is and can work on the patient's channel system to regulate and strengthen using the most appropriate method that is specific to their condition. I mentioned all the practices and methods of Chinese medicine earlier, from acupuncture to dietary therapy. Also, you may have a practitioner that is trained in a single practice of Chinese medicine, such as an acupuncturist or a Chinese medical herbalist, so they will be using that modality. Okay, I'll leave it there. I just wanted this to be an intro and not too complex. I can talk about this subject for hours. That's all for today. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you next time.